One world, one world, one market, one market, one market. Greetings, members of the Planetary Union. I am Communications Officer Asimov, and I have been tasked with introducing this podcast to you. The recording you are about to hear is brought to you by Captain Greggy Hochstetler and First Mates Miranda Fisher, Tim Treese, and alien expert Dr. Kevin O'Brien. Follow at Official Orville on Twitter to see all information dispatches from the crew, and go to officialorville.space to leave a comment on an episode or find links to subscribe to the show or rate and review us on iTunes. The mission is to explore the space. This is the official The Orville Podcast. Goddamn, goddamn, maybe it's those thighs that kill me from time to time. I'm the only one that sends shivers up your spine. Oh, I know how you like it, and I know that you like to ride it. Hello, it is me, the actor who you like so much. I just wanted to say that I love your podcast, and it's better than all of the competitors, especially Planetary Union Podcast. Goodbye. Hi, all you aliens in the Planetary Union. Welcome to the official The Orville Podcast. I'm the podcast Captain Greggy, and uh, with me, I've got my two number one first mates. Uh, I've got security officer miranda is here miranda welcome to the show thank you so much for welcoming me and yes. uh alex arbor day to all and my number two number one first mate is the numbers guy himself tim trees tim welcome to the show hey thanks for having me it's good to be back yeah oh yeah you weren't <laughs> here last time i forgot about that yeah who would you have on in my place we had casey on uh, yeah, we yeah. talked about how he right. met Bordis. He's Bordis's friend. Wow, well, he really should have been on for this episode then. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been awkward. He wouldn't want to talk about, you know, what his friend had gotten up to. Not not to jump too far ahead, but in this episode, Bordis meets Bordis. <laughs> uh, I just want to say thank you so much, Greggy, for acknowledging that Tim and I are better than Kevin. Yes. Well, I think we all do it, but it's nice to have the confirmation. I mean, I I don't want to say necessarily better or worse, but I mean, it, he should really be here to, uh, you know, argue on his behalf. And since he's not, I guess I have to agree with you. You must be right. Yep. You guys are better. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. Good to have it recorded this time. I know you told us that a lot before and. Have never believed us. <laughs> so we got to watch. <laughs> we it, it was our privilege to watch uh, the Orville season two episode two. Uh, what was this one called? It was called Primal Urches. <laughs> ah, okay, yes. yeah, that makes sense. I I was excited going in, having seen the title on my DVR. <laughs> yeah, what were you, what were your uh, predictions just seeing that title? My fear was that it was going to be something about Kelly, but <laughs> <Yeah>. then <laughs> even that was fifty fifty because the primal urge could either be something sexual or it could be something, you know, like violent? she could be murdered. Yeah, something yeah. violent. Yeah. So then even then it was still fifty fifty odds, but it turned out it wasn't about Kelly at all. She was barely in this episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
So it was one of the better episodes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, although Scott Grimes was... Oh, I guess he was in it a little bit. Not very much, though. Mm-mm. Yeah, towards the end... Well, you know, not enough. We can all agree on that. They definitely did not show his feet, so there's always room <laughs> for improvement. Oh. <laughs> yes. I want to see the red toe hair. <laughs> And a little interesting fact before we actually talk about the the substance of the episode. Uh, this one had a production code of 112. Uh, I've seen some thought online that, that suggested that maybe they thought this was supposed to be the, the season finale of last season. But it got pushed because oh. uh, Fox pushed one of the episodes into season two. It's really bizarre that this would be the one that they would choose to to hold off on like you'd think they'd be so excited about this one they'd want to they'd want to get it on the air as soon as possible mm-hmm. kind of you know best foot in season one i my guess is they mostly made it and then they ran out of budget just based on the huge amount of like prosthetics and makeup that they were having to buy to film <laughs> some of these scenes yes <laughs> yeah there were so many mocklins in this episode yeah, or it might have been, well, I guess with it being 112, it wouldn't make sense for it to be 11, and then the finale would have been 12. I don't know. It's hard It's hard to... We've got to get Seth on to talk about this stuff. Oh, oh God. As soon as, as, as soon as we can coordinate all of our schedules, it's hard when all of us are so busy. Like, it's hard enough to get the three of us down in one room to mm-hmm. talk about the Orville. Mm, but Seth... Yeah, you throw Seth in there. Oh, the guy's got his hand in every every pot in Hollywood, basically. I think it it might be that he just gets cold feet before he goes to record because it seems like when we go to plan an episode, it's always like, "Yes, I can do any day, any time, no no problem. I can always do this." But then as we get closer and closer, Seth starts to, "Well, you know what? I forgot. I I have this thing. I have this thing." The- yeah it's like the day of the episode it'll, it'll be like we plan on recording at 11 and then he's like hey um we might go home soon but it's not really up to me and he doesn't really explain like what he means by that or when he could be here mm-hmm. and, you know it kind of hurts to just be left high and dry when you had a scheduled time for days yeah and you're thinking is there a time zone thing but you know he's on east coast time right now so yeah, he'd be early if anything. Yeah, and it's like he doesn't—he doesn't say when he will be available. And it's like Seth, come on, we need you, buddy. The thing about Seth too is it's always when we get a hold of him, he's like, "Yeah, I'm do it. I'll do it whenever. Let's let me. I'll put it down on my calendar. I'll move all this other stuff around." But then, when it's time for him to cancel, when he does cancel. It's always, you know, one of his people contacting us. I swear mm. we've gotten that form email from his second assistant like five times, which is Seth or it's Mr. McFarlane is uh, regrets to inform you or, you know, whatever it is. I wonder if it's like his people are afraid that he's going to come on and spill some sort of big secret or something. He doesn't want they don't want him to do it. Uh they're looking out for his business interests. I guess we do have the reputation just for being like really hard hitting, asking the tough questions. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. I would have some really tough questions for Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like working with Alara? <laughs> Is Bordis really as cool as he seems? <laughs> Why'd it take so long to do an episode about porn addiction? It seems like one of the obvious topics for an Orville show. Yeah, especially with the uh, the holodeck thing they have. Like, they, they didn't leave that on the table. Like, it seems like... That's one of the once you know that that's there, which was in episode one of the show, uh, you're, you got to get to having sex in there eventually. So, yeah, it, it does make sense that we're, we're finally seeing that now in uh, episode two of season two. Uh, Primal Urges. So, yeah, Bordis, he is going to the holodeck and he is uh, like doing sex with uh, different Mocklin guys uh, that are not his husband. Um, but it is like they're fake, they're computer guys, so it, it's he's kind of jerking off in a way. So yeah, it is like porn addiction. So the one <laughs> now, thing Tim, that's would always you like to, Tim, would you like to speak on that? Like a uh, porn addiction? Like uh, I can't wait. Tim, I can't as our, wait. As our porn addiction expert, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, I've been I've been there and back many times, but before that. <laughs> Because I really, I've got a lot of stuff to talk about that. Oh, okay, yeah. Before that, because I want to make time for a couple other things. Because once we're getting on, you know, the end of episode, by the time I'm done with that, um, it's always been a little unclear to me with the holodeck what is real and what isn't. Because so they they like physically interact with the hologram, I guess, because people can like feel when other thing when the things are touching them. And yeah. I guess like, I guess the hologram is like manipulating his penis. <laughs> right. But then, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> if he has one, we don't even know that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, he was born a female, right? No, that was, uh, no, I thought the other one. Robot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I that I guess my point just being the rules of the holodeck have never been clear to me, and that made it a little difficult for me to, you know, maintain a vested interest in this episode. Yeah, just going by the evidence that we got from the the episode and the other times that they've been in the holodeck, it seems as though it like creates solid things in there that they're able to interact with, like a. Uh, he got in that fight with Jason in episode one where uh, Gordon Malloy was fighting that ogre guy and he had an axe and the other guy had an axe. Oh, yeah. And they kept, uh, you know, whacking them against each other. Uh, okay. And then when uh, the captain went there with Priya, they kind of s- sat on a cliff edge with their feet dangling off the edge of the cliff. Um, so, yeah, that must have been solid for them to be able to sit up there. Okay, but wait, can we go back, go back to the Scott Grimes and the ogre right. fighting? Yes, If the please. ogre had, like, chopped off Scott Grimes' arm in that scenario, then would, it, would his arm be gone in real life? Like, oh. I think probably, I mean, this is all conjecture at this point because we haven't seen that happen yet. But I think there's probably safeguards in the system, like, it, it wouldn't cause damage to a person. Now, you say that. You say that, and yet in this very episode, the virus came from there, and it almost killed yeah, that's everyone. True. That's true. 
Yeah. Well, that's a virus, though. That isn't the that isn't the system working as intended. I don't know. Someone intended it to work that way. Sorry, I'm a computer guy, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bordis bypassed the security to get his program in there. So I mean, I think this is on Bordis at this point. It's just so. <laughs> It's so out of character, the premise of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. He's like the most calm, controlled, unemotional guy. I don't know. I guess that's why he's like that, because he has this deep, dark secret uh, ever since episode three of last season. Oh, yeah. Wow. Congratulations to the Orville team for their really thinking ahead and planning this one out. Mm, it's like uh like lost. Yes, it is yeah. exactly like lost. Or, you know, or they're laying breadcrumbs in season 1 where it, at times it seems nonsensical, but then season 2 is just all connect the dots. Exactly. So you think that these people are all dead? <laughs> it's you know, it's possible. It's possible every, that it's just Seth in one big, um, what's that thing called, the holodeck. And it, it has happened right after he walks in on Kelly, this whole show. Ooh. I think it's very possible. Okay. I think it could all be inside of Yafit. <laughs> it seems okay. very possible. Yeah, that, that does seem, they have been dropping some hints about that. Like the fact that he hasn't been in this season at all yet. <laughs> yeah. And there's no yeah. other reason for that. Yeah. Well, I think it. if anything, it's probably someone besides Captain Orville. If anybody's dead, it's someone besides Captain Orville. Because, you know, hanging out with him would be like being in heaven. So mm, true. if someone's dead, it's probably one of the other characters. I, I just remembered they already did an episode where it turned out it was all in the holodeck. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> or it was Alara and she was afraid of fire or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, probably it in the last episode of the show, if it ever gets canceled, which, you know, hopefully not. It won't. I, I hope Fans a- love it. I don't care what critics say. Fans love this thing. Yeah. Ideally, this would be like a multi-generational TV show where, you know, it just keeps, the mantle keeps getting passed on and on. Although I hope they somehow find a way to keep Seth going. Well, once he has kids, then they'll, you know, once he has his first, bears his first child, then he only has to stay on for another 18 years. And then his child can take the mantle. It'll depend. I'll have to see this kid, see if there's good. Uh, and if so, then maybe we'll see. But yeah, so this episode, <laughs> Bordis, uh, he's addicted to going in the holodeck and, uh, having sex. Uh, Clyden is like, I'm pissed off at you. I want you to come home and be with me. Uh, yeah, Clyden actually wants to have sex with Bordis. Wait, uh, but, who? Uh, oh, Claiborne. I'm sorry. I said the wrong name. Oh, Bordis's husband. Yeah. Clorox. Uh, Clorox, right. Yeah, he wants to have sex with Bordis, but Bordis doesn't want to do the sex event. That's what they say. Uh, because it, as we find out later in the episode, I don't know if I should say that part. Should I say why? No, we don't want to spoil. <laughs> okay. We don't want to spoil Bordis' sex addiction. 
at the same time, in an equally important part of the story, uh, they're they're at a sun that's about to blow up, and there's some aliens that are their planet's gonna die, um, and so Captain Orville decides he wants to save them. I think he's not supposed to save them. Yeah, what's the rules? It, yeah, that was confusing to me because, okay, they contacted that other planet. The other planet was like, whoa, we didn't know about other, you know, other life forms outside of our own planet, right? Yeah. And w- wasn't there a rule that they weren't supposed to tell anybody about that? If they don't already know? Yeah. Like, there was that whole episode about how, like, Kelly was a god on that planet. Oh, because... yeah. So, why did they do that? Well, of course, Captain Orville can't see 75 people die and just leave them. Uh, so he's going to save them. But it does make me wonder, what is he going to do? I mean, of course, things there, there's issues, there's problems that pop up. Of course, that's, you know, drama, that's storytelling. Uh, so they're only able to save 30 of the 75. Uh, but then what is he going to do with those 30 people after this episode is over? Well, you know, they really, really got lucky that this entire planet species of people that had never, ever been contacted by the outside universe ever. So lucky that they happened to also evolve into English speaking humans. (laughs) I mean, just that's going to make their transition so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. They They look very similar to humans. Yeah. Uh, Except that they have those like robes or whatever yeah, they dress they dress differently but they look yeah. the same <laughs> that is interesting because there is bordis goes to a, another alien on the ship to like buy porno <laughs> from the alien and that alien talks in a different language which bordis <laughs> understands but he's the only thing so far that has spoken in another language except for uh what's his name kleblock or whatever that guy didn't the, the guy with the spaghetti that died oh yeah Blabberock, what do you Blabberock, think of that right. guy? Sorry. Come on, come on. So, so they must be speaking. Every time English. I watch an episode of The Orville, I'm like, I hope, I hope Blabberock comes back. Yeah. I hope he was oh. just faking his death. <laughs> Shows up again. Yeah, fan, fan <laughs> favorite Blabberock. Yeah, I was wondering earlier because I thought. I, I could be misremembering, but didn't they explain it away that all the aliens do speak different languages, but there's like universal translators that everyone just has? Yeah. But then there are the, there is the one alien who doesn't speak the same language and he's subtitled. Yes. Yeah. What was that? So I, I think he should have, if they're all speaking different languages, he should have sounded like he was speaking English. You know, it just the show this show is it's watertight so it's got to be a clue for something maybe that's we were it was foreshadowing that he was a bad guy that's oh he's a he's a virus like the way that the ship <laughs> is supposed to work it doesn't work with him there like yeah he's already fucking things up also though um bordis and cliff they um, they speak English together when they're alone. Which yeah, why don't they speak Mocklin to each other? And all of Planet Mocklin speaks English, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and all, yeah. all of their literature was written in English. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, it, this is why we have to have Seth on. 
Because I'm sure there's a really good answer. Mm. Yeah. Just a really good answer. Well, I think it's like when they start, like you said, you know, connecting those dots that they laid out for us in the in the first season. We're really going to see how everything comes together pretty soon. Because right now, this whole show just kind of looks like a bunch of dots. Well, you got to lay out the dots before you can connect them. It's like when you're doing a puzzle and there's that point after you do the border where you're like, it is impossible to do this puzzle right now. That's the point I'm at with this show. (laughs) Season one laid out a nice border. And now I'm like, I don't, none of this makes any sense. How can this possibly intend to fit together? It's going to be exciting to watch it all. No missing pieces, no extra pieces. Nope. But it's going to work. I have faith just like I have faith in puzzles. I think one of the dots that got connected in this episode uh, was the moment when Isaac asked Bordis what it's like to have sex. Like, I think they're kind of, uh, you know, giving us clues for a future when Isaac decides he wants to have sex. I assume with Dr. Claire, they're going to, you know, end up together. I hope. I mean, that's that's who I ship. Definitely. (laughs) He would be a great father is all, all I'm saying. Oh, for sure. I I feel like you're saying this as a joke, but I have seen spoilers, and that is what's going to happen. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I I have not seen any spoilers. (laughs) Okay, so they did did VR porn addiction in this one, and then they're going to do robot sex addiction in another episode? Yes. I guess, in a way, it's kind of... uh, porn addiction well it's not porn because he still looks like isaac but i mean that it would be masturbating having sex with isaac right he's not a he's a a, he's a robot guy i mean he's a space um yeah whatever the guy says he is yeah he's a bipedal uh autonomous unit machine (laughs) I don't know. I guess we'll just have to watch that episode at some point. I think the 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 thought of Isaac as a father it's it's beautiful. Of course, it's beautiful, but it's also inherently tragic because he's immortal, mm-hmm. so he's going to have to bury his child. Yeah. Mm. Unless maybe he'll. Uh, this would be another great sci-fi trope for them to uh, visit. He could maybe take you know the, the Claire's whole family and put their brains into robot bodies and then they could be you know robots like him okay that's the matrix <laughs> they they did that i don't did seth do the matrix uh i well i think he <laughs> like, consulted he the, probably are you saying was seth like the guy behind the movie the matrix or are you saying has seth done like a take on the matrix I feel like the the answer to the latter is definitely yes. There's or, there's got to be like a Matrix Family Guy episode or oh something for like sure that. for sure. Or option three has Seth constructed a Matrix like device? <laughs> yeah, all good questions. But I think Seth kind of uh, he takes the the sci fi tropes that are already out there and he gives it he puts his own spin on it. You know, so I could see him trying to do a like a Matrixy kind of thing. Uh, on the Orville, maybe. Oh, he'd make it funny, though, right? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Just as funny as the Orville is every single week. Oh, good. 
You know, I really was not sure which parts of this episode were supposed to be funny or not. <laughs> That's the genius of this show. I, that's the moment I realized I'm old. I don't get this young stuff anymore. Is it supposed to be funny that Bordis is having a Bordis orgy? Or am I being insensitive for thinking that that might be funny? Is it gay panic or is it just openly gay? I don't know. Well, as the episodes go, it seems as though like maybe the, the jokes are more and more on the, the back burner of things. Uh like I don't. But it's still the funniest show on television. Oh, well, That's of not... course. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, tied with Family Guy. <laughs> now, although this this one specific episode, I kind of don't remember any of the jokes from it, uh, except for the kind of semi comic premise of, uh, you know, a guy he gets addicted to porn. There is a moment where one of the bordises in the VR space. Um, licks isaac's head and that was kind of funny to me oh yeah mm, that was satisfying <laughs> yeah satisfying is i guess the word that i meant i wonder if that was isaac's sexual awakening <laughs> for the episodes to come that, that i've heard about you know, they have implied that in this episode because that happened after his conversation with bordis right i think so yeah i do not remember this conversation with bordis that you guys are talking about in the um, shuttle, oh, when they're okay. flying down, I was spacing out a little bit. Okay. So were they? <laughs> just yeah, just like staring at the space in the background is what I mean. They were and out like, in those those special effects. That that effects team really knows how to stretch a dollar. <laughs> oh, so much. Yeah, definitely. Oh, so a lot of this episode was really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, all all of this episode. I loved the part. Have we given up on like going through this episode plot point by no. plot point? This <laughs> yeah, we no. should, I guess, like talk more about that. Like what happened? Okay, I have a take, but I'll wait till we get to the point then. Okay, so uh, yeah, Bordis keeps going. He keeps sneaking away, leaving her shifts early to go jack off on the hollow deck. Uh, <laughs> but he gets sick of uh, his two programs. He have one. Uh, well, there's one where he's a, a prisoner and there's one where there's a doctor There's and there's a third one. The first one he did was just like camping. Yeah. Oh, he camping. was just camping and the guy yeah. came and said, which was weird because the other two, he was like reluctant and forced into it, mm-hmm. which in all on, it reflected his character that he felt some guilt about, you know, having these sexual experiences yeah, without Clorox. Very realistic. Yeah, but the very first one was just he was at a campfire and this Bordis came out from behind the bush and he was just like, okay, let's have sex now. You know, I think really, I think what it is, is it it kind of escalated from from one to one. So like the first one, it was just a generic, probably just a generic porno, but he just put a Mocklin guy in it instead of, you know, a human or whatever. And then the second one, when he's in jail, that's like a, a very specific fantasy that he was working out. And then the doctor one, I think that is also kind of a, you know, he's a, he, he is kind of being forced or tricked or uh, he's, he's going along with someone else's uh, whole thing. But then when he, when he gets his own one that he like got Taylor made for him, it's just a bunch of guys. It's like nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. So no, that th- that theory doesn't actually make sense. 
they must have debated whether they could put like more specific references or critiques of like specific porn tropes in this show but because it was because it's like a network show they must have boiled it down yeah look there there was a scene in which in like the ultimate fantasy one with all the bordises they show up bordis just like playing with his own nipple for i would say an extended period of time (laughs) and i I was really surprised that they showed that i did not notice that (laughs) <laughs> it happened. I must have blacked out at this point. <laughs> Greg, do you remember this? No, but I mean, I always oh, watch the show like while I'm up doing other things. So I really hope I didn't make that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, in uh, 18 months, when we do the second episode about this episode, you'll know when you rewatch it. <laughs> right. Oh uh, yeah. So he gets sick of his. Uh, boring ones that he's already done too many times and he uh goes to a a creature on the ship who is apparently like his species is like a porn species or something they like to make a lot of porn (laughs) yeah uh which which i thought would have been a perfect time for uh for our friend yafit to show up because uh he's kind of a horny character on the show it seems like he would have the hookup for uh, the pornos. Um, I guess because it, it has a computer virus in it, maybe you wouldn't want it to come from Yafi. He would get in trouble for that. Uh, which I guess does the does the porn alien get in trouble for because he's just a crew member on the ship? He was ordered by a superior officer to do what he did. That is yeah. true. It's true. But then you know. If Bordis didn't really get in trouble, then Bordis someone should, must have. Bordis should have gotten in so much trouble. Yes, definitely. He really should have been court-martialed. Is there is there a lot of Mocklins in the Planetary Union? Or is Bordis kind of like a, a test guy like, uh, like Isaac? Well, given that the crew knows literally nothing about any of his traditions until... They are com- it becomes like comically difficult to be unaware of them. Like the whole sorry to skip ahead a little bit, the whole murder instead of divorce thing, or the whatever the football yeah. thing with spikes was. Mm-hmm. They know well, literally just that, nothing just that he about can eat everything. He yeah. can eat everything. He can eat anything made out of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, probably and they they seem to be the only two Mocklin on the ship as well, so far as we've seen so far. So yeah, I would say probably this is some kind of a exploratory thing. And because this world makes sense, you know, it's fair to draw conclusions from the dots that we can see. We can draw our own lines that given the situation that someone like Captain Orville is in of having to command aliens from all different planets there has to be like literature you know like guidebooks on hey your crew member alara is a what is it zelayan here's like you know 10 pages on their deal (laughs) and because it would be insane to you know well it'd be insane but i guess also comical which is maybe why they bend the rules for it to know nothing about the people you're in charge of Definitely. Although, if if we take it as if we only see these two 
Mocklins on the ship, that there must be some kind of a special thing. Then, like, what about this this porn guy on there? We only ever see him, but he just seems to be some guy that works in engineering. Like, he's not part of the bridge crew like Isaac and Bordas are. So, like, are we not trying to... Are the Planetary Union not trying to, like, diplomatically reach out to their race? Or... Same goes for Yafit, or especially for uh, Jason Alexander's guy. <laughs> who's just the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> well what is bordis's job again he's something important he's third in command yeah he's third in command definitely but what's his like normal job mm. Mm. not sure i was gonna say security but that's oh, alara hmm. he must be the he must be the ship's number gets guy <laughs> he has to be <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna look up Bordis job and we'll see. Oh, that's the see name of one up. of the simulations. It's a Bordis <laughs> job. <laughs> well, they they insinuated that he had triple digits of these things because they were named like simulation Bordis four seven three. Yeah. Does that mean that he had gone through like five hundred different? holodeck porn scenarios well and how long has it been since they had their baby because we saw the baby and the baby looks like six it's years not, old at this baby point anymore yeah even though yeah. i thought it only been like a year i think there's something about how they age i think they've mentioned this before maybe it must be because otherwise it's been like you know years between the two seasons <laughs> do, you, do you think it has been do you think that's something that they just expect us to know? <laughs> there was like a six-year flash forward. Could be. There's there's a secret website that you kind of have to crack into that gives you all of the basics of the Orville. <laughs> there's a lot of science behind how the warp drive works. I don't know what that is. The warp drive is the thing where, you know, in the opening credits where they do the song and then at the end of it they say everybody's names yeah that part (laughs) that part it's in every episode Mm -hmm. at the begin well not the very beginning they always have a cold open and then at the end of the opening credits the ship is like warming up and then it shoots off okay that's well that's the warp trap it's like if you've seen Star Wars okay well let's see so (laughs) I have not seen Star Wars. Okay, well, let's see. Have you seen Star Trek? No. Good. Because <laughs> it sucks. Uh, well, have you ever seen a fast car? Mm, how fast? Like, um, like a small Mazda hatchback. Yes, I have seen one of those. It's like that. Okay. So the warp drive is a hatchback. Yeah, a hot hatch. Okay. Okay. Where were we on the recap? Uh, who cares? Oh, <laughs> Not that I would have any idea about, you know, how someone might hide pornography, but maybe maybe he has the higher numbers or whatever so that, you know, uh Clovis doesn't go and and uh try to look at 
uh, Bordis's simulations for, you know, going to the beach or whatever and say, uh, Bordis three. And, uh, then that turns out to be his sex. Like he, he puts, uh, like kind of a random number on there. So it'd be mm-hmm. harder for, uh, someone to find his simulation where he, he jacks off. You'd think if he wanted to make it hard to find, he wouldn't just put his name in it. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yep. He should name it Malloy because Malloy seems to be fairly <laughs> open about his pornography yeah. use. Yeah. There's also, just Malloy's to be gotta clear, have like five simulations where he has sex with Mocklins too. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Or just copied him. Um, just to be really clear, Greg, because you said this a couple times, uh, he's not masturbating in there. I know, I know. We don't know. Oh, if we he know. Is we or established. Not. We established that robot sex is masturbation. So I think he is. Yeah, he kind of. He kind of is. But yeah, they never get to that point too, which is uh, definitely my one. <laughs> you know, my one issue with the episode. Uh, I would love to see the Mocklin sex. I mean, it's if it was a nature documentary, they could show two animals having sex, or whatever. So it should be fine for us to see the Mocklins do it, I think. It was in the doctor scene. They almost showed Bordis's butt. And I was really wondering whether they were going to show it because they showed Isaac's butt. And when they showed Isaac's butt, it was like, oh, well, Isaac isn't human. So you can like show a butt, I guess. But then it's like, well, Bordis isn't a human. Can you show his butt? Yes. Thank you. Did Casey go into it all? What percentage of of Peter Macon's skin is actually exposed in his Bordis costume. Is it 0%? Uh, he did not go into that. Let's try to call him right now and add him <laughs> to this so we can ask him. I would love to have a fourth person here. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Case, case. It doesn't look like he's online right now. No. Oh, okay. I've got a couple of students who are online. If you just want somebody, I could <laughs> put there. Yeah, let me see who I have here. Um, do you guys know Fabulous Kathy 656? Is that your mom? No, but thank you for knowing my mom's name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I know your mom's name. I really, that means a lot to me. No, this is like a spam account that I, I have almost no contacts on Skype, so uh, we could try to add her. Do you think she would know the answer to the question? I mean, Truthfully, there's only one way to find out. Should I add her? I'm going to add her. Sure. Because my only other option is the uh, Echo service. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get them in. Okay, she's unavailable right now. Oh, oh that's okay. too bad. We'll, we'll have to get her in next week. <laughs> Bordis installs the orgy program, but this this porn alien's uh, friend that gave him the plan, or that gave him the program, uh, also put a virus in it, and so the virus infects the ship, makes it go all wonky. First of all, the uh, the food maker won't make a pizza pie for uh, Gordon Malloy. Instead, it makes him a plate of poop, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> then well, what else? What else happens? Like the the scanners get That's it. Yeah, <laughs> so, this this virus does two things: it makes it unable to make pizza, and then it almost kills the ship. Yeah. Like, they lose control and start falling into the sun. Uh, but then Isaac goes, and he, he does the thing where uh, his finger goes into a bunch of tendrils. They go in the computer, and he stops the virus while 
while the Mocklin like licks his head and stuff. Um, oh, I forgot to even mention the part where, uh, uh, what is that? What is his husband's name? I always forget his husband's name. Clorvis. Yeah, Clorvis, where Clorvis stabs uh, Bordis in the heart to divorce him. Because oh, that that's great. what they do. It was, that medical scene was really intense. Because you're yeah. like, oh no. You know, because she's like, do a full whatever wave. And then the assistant's like, doctor, you can't possibly. And she's like, do it. <laughs> yes. Because I didn't know what anything was happening so seeing his response gave me that nervousness that he was feeling. When you say assistant, you mean Nurse Park. That's right. What's the deal with Nurse Park? I think I think that the last time that you were on the show, we said something about Nurse Park and you made it obvious that you did not know who he was. Yeah, there's an episode <laughs> and, that I missed that and now, something happened with him. And now I'm telling you that's Nurse Park. That's who that is. But what's what happened with him previously that he's noticeable? He's the only Asian person on the ship, as far as I can tell. And he's also very handsome. Well, you know, that's debatable. Okay. Maybe on any other ship he'd be handsome, but come on. <laughs> well, I'm just saying in keeping with all the rest of the male cast. Females not so much, but the male cast. Oh, definitely. Uh, I guess that was my other issue. Like, uh... It seemed unlikely that if Bordas could make any program he wanted, uh, Seth wouldn't be on the the holodeck having sex with him. Oh, that is weird. <laughs> or at least Gordon Malloy. I mean, if you've got any choice in the world, I mean, you you would put those two guys in there. Yeah. I guess if if you did that, you might just never leave the holodeck. So that would be the problem. Hmm. Why is the holodeck is always unoccupied? Does it have a business purpose? Hmm. Because it seems to only be an entertainment thing, but then no one's ever using it. It seems like it would be incredibly popular. Well, you know, I think that's one of the things we're going to find out a lot about this season when they really fill in all the gaps. (laughs) Maybe everybody on the ship has their own holotech next to their quarters or whatever. Mm. So that's, that's true. Because what's his name? Clorvis. The husband Clorvis. Because he walks in on Bordas. Yeah. But did wait, did he know that Bordas was in there or did he just walk in on him? I think he probably asked the computer, where is Bordas? And the computer told him. And then he went there and found him. And it wasn't locked, but Bordis locked it every time. Oh, did he lock it? Well, this time he was so horny he forgot to. That makes sense. And then they uh, they go to uh, uh, counseling. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was very funny. I thought it was kind of nice how 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 excited uh, Clorvis was at the, at the counseling. Like he he thought they they really had solved their problems. Um, I, that was heartwarming to me in a way. Like it was nice that uh, it seemed to be working out. Um, too bad, Bordis just can't forgive him for what he did to their son. But there's a really nice message in this episode. If your spouse 
mutilates the genitalia of your baby against your wishes, you have to stay together. <laughs> yeah. Well, the message is also if if your spouse has a porn addiction that's taking over his entire life and he does not even tell you about it, but you find him and then he tries to uh, not do anything about it and refuses to go to counseling with you, you, you still shouldn't divorce him. No, no. You should try once. Mm-hmm. And then when Captain Norville tells you, don't try again, you don't try again. <laughs> yeah, no. What's the kid's name again? They said it a lot this episode. Uh, Copa, I believe. Really? Uh, I think, well, I've got a page to- open. Topa. Topa, yeah, Topa. Topa. Topa Grace. <laughs> yeah, Topa Grace. That's who plays him, too. <laughs> I thought that kid was really good looking, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> they have to save the guys from on the planet, and only Isaac and Bordis are strong enough to go through the radiation. So... Uh, did we know previously that Bordis could withstand radiation? No, no. Okay. Was... And also, I feel like if they had just sent Isaac and not Bordis, then maybe they could have got would have been one told... of those people. Would have been told. Would have been safer to only send Isaac. Yeah, it seemed like it to me. Also, the ship must have autopilot. Oh, they had the virus. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Air airtight explanation and also the humans just needed what must have been relatively primitive radiation suits because they were a planet that didn't really have that much technology but yeah the orville doesn't have those suits maybe those guys were also resistant to radiation yeah it could be especially since they've been there on that planet for i mean the, the sun just doesn't do that overnight yeah i mean until it does i guess it yeah and this episode made it seem not overnight actually a lot faster than that (laughs) there was like a a 30 second period where the planet was totally together then they took off and then 30 seconds later it didn't exist anymore yeah so maybe maybe because they live on this planet they've they've uh evolved to be radiation resistant or maybe they use like all of their technology to make their radiation suits better like i I can buy that of course because it it makes sense i really like oh Oh, sorry i really uh, maybe this is about what you're gonna get into i really liked when they're there and they realize they can only make one run so they decide to do a lottery and isaac is like well why wouldn't you choose the most valuable people to save and Bordis is like that's disgusting how could you possibly ever do that was it he he got really mad he was like I'm so glad I'm not a robot like you yeah what's your what's your question there well it didn't seem that bad like (laughs) so which people do which lives (laughs) I mean, Do you think we're the most valuable of those 75? Probably people? all the kids. Okay. And probably like one or two old people to get their stories, of course. I don't know. And then people like the scientists who had all their tech, because apparently they had better radiation suits than the rest of the universe. Mm. If there was any police down there, probably you would send them. 
Definitely. Because <laughs> you have to protect them. Yes. And then maybe like uh, whoever is richest on the planet could buy a, <laughs> buy a ticket. Uh, yeah, whoever that planet's Elon Musk is, of course. <laughs> he should be allowed to purchase. Mm. Yeah. Or she. Just, like, the richest, smartest most athletic and best looking people should be allowed to live and everyone else should perish. It's natural selection. Yeah. I mean, in this case it is like, you know, intentional selection, human selection, but artificial nat- natural selection. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Bordas and Isaac saved the 30 people that they had the lottery picked. And, uh, the Orville is like, Bordas, what you did was unforgivable but i forgive you for how brave you were to go and <laughs> save these guys uh when really it seems like he should be like court-martialed or you know sent back to planet Mocklin at the very least um i, no. I personally no. i don't know if I'll, I'll ever trust bordis again they didn't really deal with his problems at all because Okay, so he has an addiction that they didn't really do anything to handle. And then he holds incredibly deep resentment for his partner, but then he was just like, I'm going to try to save this relationship. Yeah. Well, the other option is get stabbed to death. So Why did it never come up that he could stab Clorox? Yeah, that's true. I did love, sorry, that just reminded me. You might have noticed that there was a little parable that I think Seth intended for us to listen to, which was when they were talking about Bordas wanted Clorox to be able to kill him. And Captain Norville was like, no, not on my ship. No one's going to be killing anyone on my ship. And then he had a conversation, I think, with Kelly. I was like, I know we're meant to be tolerant of other cultures and ways of life, but it seems like there has to be a limit. Yeah, how were we supposed to feel about that? Like, what was... Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) No, that was a question. No, I'm with you 100%. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Well, I wanted you to answer the question. No, me, I do too, but (laughs) I'm totally with you. I would love to answer that question. (laughs) Just seems like maybe he's talking about, you know, some of these millennials, some of the life choices they're making, or maybe a little, you know, some of the industries they're killing. You know, I want to support their choices, but if they're going to kill Walmart. Yeah, or cereal. Or or cereal? <laughs> yeah. Are millennials killing cereal? This is the first I'm hearing of this. Yeah, I think there was a, there was a piece about that like last year. Oh, that's such bad news. I know. Especially because Walmart sells so much cereal. <laughs> they keep eating freaking avocado toast. That's why. Oh, yeah. terrible. So, you know what I mean? It's, it feels similar where I'm, you know, like I know I'm supposed to be tolerant or whatever that even means anymore of other people's culture, but there has to be a limit. Like, if millennials are going to kill Walmart and cereal, that seems like that has to be the limit, right? Yeah, we need to step in and give um, large subsidies to Walmart and the cereal industry to make sure that that doesn't happen. I agree, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be too political, but it kind of sounds like a national emergency. 
Okay, now that I said that, Greggy, when you publish the episode, can you use the term ripped from the headlines? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Hashtag ripped from the headlines. Or what is it, ripped from today's headlines or whatever that term is when like CSI has an episode about terrorism. Yeah, ripped from the headlines. You were, you were right the first time. That's right. Okay, yeah, ripped from the headlines. Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's see. Anything else to this episode? So that, that porn guy is just on the ship still. Even Apparently. though his friend like yeah. tried to kill everybody for some reason. Honestly, it's unfair because Bordis was able to redeem that whole situation by risking himself to rescue the people. It's unfair for them not to give that opportunity to the the porn guy. Yeah. To give oh, okay. So they should have sent the porn guy along with Bordis? Well yes. or maybe just given him his own story where he does See, this well, would all be going to get us like a spinoff. Yeah, well, exactly. Was, if Orville Knights was out there, <laughs> we could easily have porn guy, you know, do something to save the ship uh, while everybody else is asleep. That's why we haven't seen him much on on the main Orville show, <laughs> only on the porn episode, because he's primarily a night shift guy. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing I, I did notice. Well, two things, but they're kind of the same thing. When. I think it's Orville and Kelly get a drink together and they order Zelayan scotch or something. And previously yeah. they've established that like the primary drink is Zelayan tequila. Mm-hmm. They've kind of established this pattern that basically every earth spirit is just now made on Zelaya or whatever. And that there are no new, you know, it seems you'd think there'd be like a fun way that they could have new types of drinks and stuff, you know, that all these different cultures and societies have produced. But no, it's just Zelayan tequila, Zelayan scotch, Zelayan gin. Sounds like like Zelayans do it best. So when the Zelayans make the scotch, it gets that cool tornado effect on top of the glass. Yeah, that's the other thing is how cool was that? It was so uh, cool. It looked I so good. I did not see good. it on the show, but I did see the gif that somebody posted in the chat. So That was pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. It was like, do you remember the first time you watched Avatar in theaters? <laughs> <laughs> like out of the eight times that I watched it in theaters. So. Yeah, but just the first time, you know, you're so yeah. full of wonder and like, mm-hmm. wow, special effects can do that. <laughs> That's how I felt about the clouds. Yeah. It's so crazy that they were able to get that effect in the show, along with all the makeup for all the Mocklins, uh, Isaac doing his tentacle finger, this the the star that blows up, uh, whatever makeup they had to do for the aliens on the other planet. Like, oh my, they they must have spent so much of the budget on this episode. Yeah, they might they might have had to spend two dollars on special effects. <laughs> all in all. Definitely one of the best episodes so far, I would say. For yeah, sure. Better and better. Every, I was going to say every week, but we do not watch every week, so <laughs> I don't know. We learned with season one, we kind of did weekly episodes. And that was then too we, much. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was great. <laughs> Fan, but it fans was, were overwhelmed. Oh, fans were so that's we kept hearing that that there was that too guy, much Andrew, content. Andrew on Twitter. Yeah. Was pissed. 
uh, way too much, too fast. And then we had a full like 14 months of no new episodes. <laughs> so this time we're doing one episode a month, which should forever. set us up nicely. Yeah, if we can just keep doing it forever with no hi- hiatuses. Yeah, and then also whenever we feel like it. Right. And then we're not on a schedule. You know, when sometimes you wake up and you're like, oh, I have to do this thing today. But now we get to do this thing of the, or- the officially Orville podcast. Totally. And we were really strict. You know, our co- our good content is Orville related. That's our good stuff. And then we had a lot, of, we can admit, we had a lot of filler with like all the Alex Arbor stuff and yeah. all the Everybody Dr. Lynn stuff. Everybody just wants to hear us talk about the show. They don't want the other stuff. No, the yeah. other stuff is so uninspired and boring. They hate it when we have guests on. Yeah. No I was more hearing guests. a lot of uh, Kevin was dragging us down. Yeah. Yeah. And clearly, because this is our best episode ever. <laughs> Yeah. Or 43 minutes in and uh, going strong. <laughs> Kevin is still still MIA. Yeah. Man, living that Miami life. I don't think that's where he lives. He went there tonight. Oh, did he? No, I don't know. Okay. He must have. Uh, so, yeah, I guess we got to rate this episode. Oh, are we there? Yeah, oh, that's where we're that's at. my least favorite part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but the fans love it, you know? I can't, yeah. I can't argue with the numbers that we see. I'll tell you what. This week, for you, I will go ahead and go first. Okay. I am going to give this episode... Well, I, I did have some issues. I didn't like that there was, there was no mock the nudity or sex. Like, okay, so if, if you don't want to show him having sex on the holodeck, I understand that. But then he and Clyden uh, reconcile. We could have seen them have sex. That would have been fine. Would have been very tasteful. Yes, it would have been. Uh, it, would have, it would have given us a more of a sense of closure, like that they their relationship is on good f- footing, you know. Uh, but instead, we, we don't even know if... Uh, Bordas has sex, like how it even works. Uh, so I didn't like that. I didn't like that uh, Bordas didn't have uh, the Orville on his uh, pornos. Hmm, there was something else I didn't like, but now I, I can't remember. But I would still say perfect episode. Uh, two out of two Zelayan scotches. Nice. Yeah. For me, also perfect episode. Um, all the stuff that Greggy didn't like about it. I thought I didn't like, but then I realized that it was good because it was in this show. And if Seth put it in there, then it must be good. Uh, and I feel like we'll get some nudity later on. I think that this was just a tease. Um, so I would give this 497 out of 497 Bordas sex simulations. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, I'm realizing, Greggy, you insinuated it was a favor that you're going first, but now I'm going last, which means mine kind of has to be good. Oh. <laughs> uh, boy. You know, I was going to do a thing with this like little jar of coins that I have, but that seems dumb. Um, I'm going to give it two out of two. I assume two out of two, however many out of however many uh Bordis balls. Mm. 
being mm-hmm. trained. <laughs> Perfect episode. I loved it. Can't yeah. wait to see it again in uh, 18 months. <laughs> yeah, so that was the episode. Uh, Twitter... I can't really find good tweets about this episode because it did air like <laughs> four months ago or something. The one interesting tweet I saw was uh, this guy with a symbol instead of a name at Weagleman. He said at CTV's hashtag the Orville will be canceled with a month within a month. Hashtag so bad. Uh, this idiot doesn't even know who makes the Orville. Uh, CTV is a uh, Canadian. So he thinks that <laughs> I, I guess it would be fine if this if this uh, station canceled the Orville, they would just stop playing it. I guess um, it would be bad for all the people in Canada, but who cares? <laughs> yeah, if you're listening and you're in Canada, fuck you. <laughs> Unless you're Alex Arbor. Ah, yeah. Alex Arbor's cool. I'm actually rethinking. Like, I would be really sad if Alex Arbor had to stop watching the Orville. That's true. I think and, his music would get worse. But he must have moved to L.A. by now mm. to like really pursue his music career. I think that he's probably got a home in Canada and a home in L.A. Oh, mm. yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, what if Alex Arbery did a song about L.A.? Man, uh, he would tear them a new one. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Okay, maybe the Alex Arbery stuff was a little weak because we just... We're fawning about it. We just loved every uh, song. Uh, but that was great. I loved every Alex Arbor song. Alex, please make more music. We will talk Alex, about it on please. the show. If the you fans, do, the fans will. are waiting. I don't care whether the podcast is worse or not. <laughs> we will talk about your music <laughs> on the show. Greg, I, I know we've talked about this before, but you get alerts when he posts new songs, right? No, but it is. I huh. I am subscribed to him on uh, YouTube, so anytime I go to YouTube, I do check for a new Alex Harper song. Okay, good. Haven't had any midnight sessions lately. No, I guess not. It's so many midnights. Oh, I hear. I heard Canada is in daylight savings now, so they don't have. They just skip over midnight. Oh, okay. oh that's too bad. Uh, I checked for voicemails. Of course, there were a lot of them, but they were all really bad. Uh, everybody did a bad job of voicemails this week. Oh, what? What, Miranda? Did you say that was the only tweet that you found? That was the only one I had. But if you have any... I, I, I mean, I I just want to say that there are... I'm looking at at least three Valentine's Day tweets about how people are going to drink wine and watch the Orville on Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, that's perfect. Uh, why didn't I do that? I <laughs> uh, no. You should have done this episode before Valentine's Day. Um, here's my favorite one. As a former restaurant worker, I always hated this day. This year, I have the love of my life, a bottle of wine, and the Orville. Best Valentine's Day ever. Thanks. <laughs> Hashtag Seth MacFarlane. So I think she's saying I, that the love of her life is Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> is that? I really thought the love of her life was going to be the Orville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it, essentially that's what she's saying. <laughs> uh, but seriously, though, good for that couple. Uh, whether it's her and another person or her and like a signed headshot of Seth MacFarlane, either way. (laughs) 
Or like if they have Family Guy playing cards, maybe it's just a Peter playing card. Those are with the Stewie playing card. Oh, even better. It's better? Okay. Did you know he does both of those voices? What? He plays two characters? I know, I know. Uh, I think he plays Lois, too. Wow. He does, like, basically everyone on that show. I mean, I'm constantly impressed by Seth, but I'm, it takes a lot to surprise me with him, you know? Mm, yep. If he could do anything, nothing surprises me. Yep, yep. I found uh, on the the discussion thread on the Orville Reddit for this episode... SL1878 posted, I'm going to do it in the voice that I assume they intend this to be read in. (laughs) Of all the episodes to have my conservative mom sit down and watch, LMAO. (laughs) Can you imagine being in that situation? (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) I will tell you that uh, my my parents, my dad... My dad's old coworker came over to my parents' house. My mom told me about this. She said that my dad's old coworker came over to my parents' house and said, "You guys watched the Orville last night. What was up with all that gay shit?" <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow. Similar, similar experience. It really seems like Mocklin society is playing to both sides of the issue, where they are appealing to conservatives by saying that females shouldn't exist. but then they're appealing to liberals by being like gayness is great is it great because one person ends up murdered a lot of the time well and that's kind of back to the conservative side of the issue yeah where murder is fun (laughs) and doesn't even really count if there's only one sex in the species and, I mean, I, look, we brought this up before, but I don't understand if there's only one sex, then why do they say they're all male? Like, the word male has no meaning. Seems yeah. like they shouldn't have the word female. Yeah. Like, we don't have a word for not having cancer. We don't have a word for not, because everyone has cancer? No, because because for, them, for them, it's like, what's like a birth defect that you, like, uh, What's that thing where your lip doesn't form right? Oh, a cleft, cleft palate. Cleft palate. We, okay. So for them, it would be like cleft palate is female, but then we don't have a word for like, <laughs> I don't have a cleft palate. Yeah, I don't know how, know how I missed this analogy the first time you made it. It's so, <laughs> you so know, elegant. I feel like I was going crazy. I explained <laughs> this thing like eight times. It seems so clear. Anyway, uh, Percy Danvers also said, definitely had some good laughs, but damn, that was uncomfortable to watch with my family. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would suck. I would hate to have watched this with my conservative family. Unlike every other episode of the Orville, which I <laughs> love to watch with my conservative family. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, except the ones... Uh, they they play both sides a lot because they have like four different episodes. That's basically religion is stupid. <laughs> this yeah. True. Um, do you guys want a good Alex Arbor tweet? Yes, please. Yes. Okay. I took out my lip piercings for the first time since I was like seventeen, and I feel naked in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> when is that from? Uh, February sixth. Oh, how, what is he like? Forty? I don't 
don't know. Could be any age. He could be 18. He's saying the first time since I was 17. It was like two months ago. Oh, that is good. Did we respond to that? Should we RT that? (laughs) We should definitely RT it. I'm on it. I'll do it. What's this email that we got from ReverbNationApp.com? I don't What does it say? It says, end of hiatus and the start of something? It's from Ryan Doherty. Ryan oh, Doherty is yeah, the yeah. guy who, who Greggy was trying to make into the next Alex Arbor. And didn't. <laughs> oh. Yeah, his his music is, is not... His music is boring. <laughs> That's right. He's the one who had like, the song about a highway or something. Yeah. <laughs> we don't support him on Patreon. Maybe you don't. <laughs> <laughs> His whole thing is is a little more sad, so uh, <laughs> we well, never made has... the jump. But uh, because of that, I, I feel guilty. I don't want to, uh, <laughs> you know, stop being connected to his uh, mailing list. Well, he had the top tier on his Patreon. It's a monthly payment. Can you guess how much it is? One hundred dollars. No, that's the second to top tier. <laughs> <laughs> And the, so for what it's worth, the $100 tier gets you everything at the previous le- levels, plus a handwritten and signed letter of thanks. I'll also send you tabs and video tutorials for any of the tracks you want, Aww. plus handwritten <sighs> lyrics. Aww. That's $100 a month. And that's not the top tier. Well, uh, before I try to guess how much the top tier is, what more do you get with the top tier? Great, great question. Everything in the previous tiers, plus I'll make a video with a cool instrumental guitar accompaniment thanking you personally for the huge support. Doesn't seem like a lot more than... Yeah, it doesn't seem like a big jump from the previous level, so maybe this is like $115 a month. <laughs> oh, you are so undervaluing his time. <laughs> it's not clear. It's He makes... You pay him this much money every month, and he makes you one video at the start <laughs> thanking you. But yeah. you get to play it once a month, I guess. <laughs> no, well, this I tier... guess the the value I would put on that maybe like uh, three thousand dollars. Would you say three thousand? Yeah. Okay, you. Hey, who's, are... who's closer, me or Greggy? Uh, That's the numbers. It's similar. <laughs> <laughs> Why? How much is it? No, Ran, you're closer. Um, well, now I'm thinking that he has to make a three thousand dollar month tier, <laughs> just called the Greggy tier. <laughs> no, it is a thousand dollars a month. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> does he? Does he show how much he's making? Nope. Uh, okay but oh okay i get where this is kind of sad now (laughs) it does say he has two patrons oh no he has one percent they're both a thousand dollars a month (laughs) now well maybe but it does say he has one percent complete for his goal to pay ongoing costs for music publishing and social media tools that help me grow my fan base how much do you think that is a month how much do you think his music publishing and social media tools cost him per month oh boy <laughs> well i guess if he, if he expects that to t- cost like two hundred thousand dollars <laughs> then maybe he has two two one thousand dollar donors 
Hey, Greggy. Gee, <laughs> keep that up. <laughs> two numbers, guys. On here. <laughs> this guy wants to spend two hundred thousand dollars <laughs> on social media. Well, what is what is the lowest to... tier that he has on there? It is one dollar. Okay. <laughs> okay, so. And that is, um, you'll get access to all my Patreon-only content, including first access to new videos via my Patreon stream. I'll also credit you on all video releases as an official sponsor. So he's making $2 a month. That's Yeah, and so $200 a month is his monthly goal. Okay. Which seems still really high. <laughs> <laughs> poor guy yeah anyway so uh yeah like i said a little earlier uh none of the voicemails were any good uh so everybody needs to try a little harder just give us a call 775-285-6224 uh and you know ask us a question or something uh and then i will maybe we'll see maybe i'll get to your question next time uh but definitely call either way i'll tell you what Next week, I'll play a call, definitely. Or next time we record, I'll definitely play a voicemail of some sort. So, this is your time. Call in. Leave a voicemail. Your chances have never been better. If we're lucky, next time, uh, Kev will have time to leave a voicemail. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, if you missed Kevin on this episode, tweet at him. Tell him to leave a voicemail, and we might play it next time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes and so if nobody tweets at kevin then that means nobody missed him listen to this show <laughs> no one made it to the end end uh that leaves one final segment the captain's kiss let's see me well not so me. fast <laughs> i'm just putting it out there uh, for your consideration me well, last time, last time I gave it to Tim in the hopes that it would uh, lure him back to the show, and it seemed to have worked. Uh, is that why you're here this week, Tim? Yep, definitely. So you won't be here next week if you don't get it? <laughs> it's, uh, I've been reading a lot about negotiation tactics and leverage and all that kind of stuff, and... You know, I hate to be crude, Greggy, but I think I've got this podcast by the balls right now. <laughs> well, my Maybe idea is should... it seems as though I should give it to Kevin so that he'll be here next time. Hmm. Does it or does it seem like maybe you should reward the person who's always here and has never missed an episode? Yeah, yeah. well, let's not get too far ahead because you don't want to reward desperate people, you know? <laughs> oh, you mean like somebody who it can be lured in with a captain's kiss, that kind of desperation. Look, I'm not going to apologize for valuing being kissed by the captain. (laughs) I will not apologize for that. So I don't think that, um, an, an unwillingness to apologize should be rewarded. I don't think that somebody who refuses to admit when they're wrong, somebody who can't show, you know, humility. I don't think that should be rewarded. Yeah, well, it seems like you're refusing to admit that you're wrong right now. No, I think that's what you're doing. Uh, geez, geez, here. Let me 
Let me just check my notes here. Uh, I got the captain's kiss last week. So I don't <laughs> think I'm wrong. I think I'm rich now. <laughs> it's Craig, very tempting to don't give, it, give to... it to a don't give it to a rich guy. This is oh, this is yeah. an award for the people. I charge a dollar for kisses now. <laughs> I say, hey, uh, the captain kissed me. How many are how many of those are you selling per week? Let's just say my Patreon goal is thirty five percent accomplished. <laughs> it's tempting to give it to Seth to get him to finally come on the show. Hmm. But I hmm. worry like like uh I was saying earlier with Bordis, I worry if I give it to Seth then I'm just going to want to do that every week. Uh, True. So, so I think I got to resist yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I, looking over the, the rules for the captain's kiss, I don't see anything in there that says I can't give two captain's kisses. Oh. Um, except for the fact that then any time in the future, if I only give one away, then that means that whoever didn't get one did a bad job that week. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, as a way to lure Kevin back, I mean, maybe maybe next week there could be three captain's kisses. Who knows? Uh, I'm going to give one to Tim. Mwah. Yes. And I'm going to give one to Miranda. Mwah. Oh, thank you so much. And none to Kevin. Sorry, yes. Kevin. Has he gotten one yet? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> he certainly hasn't earned one. Well, and he's been too busy kissing his girlfriend to be on this recording, so he's ruined it by now if he's doing that much kissing. <laughs> he doesn't value his kisses at all. He's probably not even charging his girlfriend for those kisses. <laughs> Every time, every time I kiss my boyfriend, I say, "You know that when you kiss me, it's like you're getting a little bit of a captain's kiss." <laughs> you're a really good negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you find that that makes him give you more kisses? And he's like, "I gotta get all those kisses." <laughs> so, I, I wish I hadn't said it. Cause it's hard to get anything done. <laughs> Is it more about the number of kisses or the time kissing? Could he just hold like a kiss for nope. 30 straight minutes? <laughs> it's a number of kisses. I don't know. Look, I don't want to say his name if we haven't yet, but look, buddy, uh, if you're out there listening, try it. Do a 30 minute kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that would be better than uh, several thousand one second kisses? <sighs> You know, it's not for me to judge. Uh, I'm more than happy to have the captain do a 30-minute kiss on me. And, you know, I'm looking at our timestamp. This episode is a little short. <laughs> well, it is uh, 1 a.m. here. And uh, I am feeling a little sleepy. So I think I'm going to head to bed instead of uh, kissing Tim for 30 minutes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I feel like I, I feel like I'm the only winner tonight. Oh, wait and see who doesn't show up next week <laughs> oh, no. or next month. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's going to show up next week. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta catch up. There's seven episodes. 
There's so many episodes to get. If if we're lucky, Kev will get here in like two hours and then just blow through all seven (laughs) of those episodes on his own. (laughs) That would be ideal. Yeah, we wouldn't have to watch any of them. Uh, We wouldn't get to watch any of them. (laughs) Terrible. I love this show. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I'm like... I want to go to bed right now so I can go dream about the Orville. Oh, that's cute. So bye guys. Okay. Bye. <laughs>